And now here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, welcome back everybody to the Dharmic Evolution. Uh, It is Easter week. This is a very, very special presentation today. As I am on the road, I'm in Nashville right now, and uh, let me describe my journey very quickly, um, very briefly, I should say. Um, I started in New Jersey on, I can't remember what day, it was like three or four days ago. Then I drove to Virginia for a meeting at noon, so I left very early. I went about, I guess it was about six hours, seven hours, was it eight hours? Six hours, I think. And I arrived, the, the meeting was for a, a, with a dear friend of mine who was going to be doing some things in business with me, which I'm very excited about, uh, for my singer-songwriter career, uh, Gene Foley, wonderful man. And um, we were going to meet for lunch at 12 noon. Now, you know how complicated it is, complicated it is to drive somewhere six hours away and try to be on time for a meeting. It's like crazy impossible so I, I thought I left myself enough time but you know there's always hiccups on the road traffic jams and so forth so um, I show up and I walk I park the car and I look up at the restaurant and there he is Gene is standing like right in front of the double doors at the entrance to the restaurant so I thought I was like I was so happy because I'm very punctual, and I thought I got there exactly at noon, but I said, nah, I couldn't have done it. It's got to be 12.01. So I'm yelling across the parking lot as I'm walking up to him, hey, I'm sorry I'm late. And he looks down at his watch, and he goes, are you kidding? It's exactly 12 noon. So that started off the trip. From there, I drove to Sarasota, Florida. So I stopped in Southern North Carolina that evening, and I got the hotel from hell. It was just awful, and I was so exhausted, and there was, you know, I didn't I didn't have enough time to really plan this because I'm making so many stops that I wasn't really, um, I had to allow for flexibility. So anyway, I got out of that place. I, I woke up. It was like... Um, I thought it was time to get up because I hear this outside my, my, you know, my door at this hotel. And it was one of those trucks where they have like the 15 inch speakers in it and like the, the 5,000 watt power amp and the whole, the whole parking lot was shaking and the door was shaking in my hotel room. And, uh, it turns out it was three in the morning. So I'm getting up like it's time to go. And no, they're, they're just coming back from the bar, this crowd. So that wasn't a good night's sleep. Anyway, went to Sarasota, uh, visited with a friend of mine, um, Tommy Content, and uh, spent a little time with Tommy. Got to catch, you know, check in on him. Then I headed to St. Petersburg that very night and got a hotel there. Spent a little time at St. Pete's. Got in the, the car the next day and drove uh 10 hours, 11 hours, and here I am in Nashville. So trying to keep up with my um, my feverish schedule, I did not want to drop an episode, and especially because it's Easter week, it's Passover week, it's Holy Week in some places. So um, 
I wanted to just do something special for this broadcast. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to play the opening little theme. Uh, this is from the Mercy album that was done two years ago that I am a member of. And uh, this is called Amen. Amen. Our Father. Who art in heaven? Amen. Hallowed be your name. Amen. Your kingdom come. Amen. Your will be done. Amen. On earth. Amen. As it is in heaven. Amen. Give us this day. Our daily bread. Amen. Forgive us our trespasses. Amen. As we forgive those Amen. who trespass against us. Amen. Lead us not into temptation. Amen. But deliver us Amen. from all evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
I hope you guys enjoyed that one. So what about the mystery of Jesus? Um, you know, I was in the car so long, I started listening to, I just, you know, upgraded my car or, or flipped it. You know, I turned in my lease and got a new car and uh, they gave me like satellite. And I said, I already have satellite, but you know, they give you like a three-month trial. So they said, hey, do you want do you want Howard Stern? Because that's their big gun. I said, no, no, I, I used to listen to him, um, you know, years ago. I haven't hadn't listened to him in years. So anyway, I, I put it on, and, you know, it's like the same club is still together. And I admire that. It's like, you know, I, I'm like wondering, is he still married? Yeah, I think he's still married. Robin's still there. Robin's still there. And for those of you overseas who don't know uh, Howard Stern, he's a very, very uh, successful and popular uh, radio host. You know, started on AM and worked his way up. And um, he's the self-proclaimed king of all media now. He's into everything. So uh, very, very entertaining and unique man um and they started talking about uh Kathy Lee Gifford on the I think it's the Today show and I don't watch these shows but um I I've heard of it and I've probably seen it at one point but I don't I don't do the the TV thing with that you know uh, network TV but um they were talking about the president Bush's daughter Jenna Bush I guess is on that show now so um Robin mentioned, hey, did you get a gift from Kathy Lee Gifford, who's leaving the show? Because she gave a gift to this Jenna Bush, who's taking over her spot. And Howard said, no, no, I did not get a gift. And Robin said, on this bracelet that I guess Kathy Lee gave Jenna Bush was engraved, and I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember exactly, but it's um, it referenced... Uh, our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Father. And Howard retorted back, um, well, wait till Kathy Lee gets there and finds out that he's he doesn't exist. And, um, you know, I cringe when I hear things like that because, you know, sadly, wait till Howard gets in front of the Father and finds out what the real deal is. That's what's so frightening. Um, and so... Not to be judgmental, but I had to turn it off. It's just like, it, you know, I find it just very, very disturbing that there's uh, billions of people like that who just have no, um, have no faith and they think it's all just, you know, it's just uh, something that's non-existent. So anyway, I am celebrating um, our Lord and I'm celebrating with that song, Amen, to breaking in. I'm going to keep this kind of brief, but I just want to say that I'm kind of excited about this time of year. Um, I always, as a kid, I love. I went to parochial school, which was not good for me because it made me distance myself from Catholicism. And uh, lo and behold, all these years later, um, I joined a Baptist church. Um, and I'm not really the type that is, um, you know, all churches have good and bad. I mean, you, so you have to, you have to, you know, kind of figure out what is good for you. And um, a lot of us get annoyed with the Lord because we're taking these church organizations as that's what God wanted us to do, or that's what he, he's the one who roped us into this. And it's not true because man made religion. God didn't make religion. God is just God. So it's up to us to do some uh, homework to figure out 
you know, what is right and what is wrong. But uh, anyway, to begin describing what happened on Good Friday, um, and this is from, let me see, I just pulled up a blog here. I want to talk just, it says, what happened on Good Friday? Here's the timeline of events. And for those who, who know, you know, that whole week, this whole week was, I think, the Jewish faith, uh, you know, it's Passover for them. And I may have the time screwed up, so my Jewish friends, please forgive me. But, uh, you know, for the Jewish faith, it was the angel of death was coming um, and they were spared because they were told to put lamb's blood over their doorways when um, Pharaoh went in and, and, and he decreed that every firstborn male child should die. Um, so that was, that's how they celebrate. But, and the, the Christians, um, you know, it's Holy Week and Good Friday is the day that the Lord died on the cross. So a quick recap to begin describing what happened on Good Friday. We need to quickly recap the events that led up to this point. Basically, Jesus had been betrayed by one of his disciples, Judas, who let the authorities know where Jesus was. So after the Last Supper, and whilst the disciples were sleeping in the Garden of Gethsemane, soldiers came and arrested Jesus. During the night of his arrest, Jesus was taken to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the Jewish law and the elders had assembled. One of Jesus' disciples, Peter, followed him at a distance right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole court were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they didn't find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and, after some questioning, were able to convict Jesus on blasphemy charges. Now, this was a whole political hot football with, um, you know, this 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 um this prophet who came into town. Jesus uh, scared the hell out of the the high priests. Um, they you know they didn't you know it was kind of like scary for them because they did not want him there. They were afraid of this uprising. The Romans were afraid of the uprising of the Jewish people. Um, the high priests, they didn't accept him as a prophet or, or the new Messiah. And, uh, you know, the people, um, the Romans were like, they don't, they wanted nothing to do with this because they just wanted things to be calm and cool. So without getting all of, into all the political ends of this thing, um, let's see, Peter disowns Jesus. As mentioned earlier, Peter was sitting out in the courtyard listening to what was taking place. At this point, a bunch of locals thought they recognized him and accused him of being a follower of Jesus. Afraid of the repercussions, Peter denied knowing Jesus three times. It was at this point that Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. And I quote, Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. He went outside and wept bitterly, full of shame. Still early in the morning, all the, high ch all the chief priests and the elders made their plans on how to have Jesus executed. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor of the, at, of the area during the time. When Judas saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders 
which he was given for, for informing them on Jesus' location. Judas threw the money into the temple and left. He then went away and hanged himself. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before Pilate and the governor asked him about the charges leveled against him by the Jewish court. Pilate was amazed that Jesus didn't try to deny the charges. So this must have you know, been a mess for Pilate because he's waiting for the denials and everything. And Jesus is just, just standing there accepting everything that's coming his way, which made it even more impossible for him to, uh, to deal with issuing sentence. During these days, it was the governor's custom at the time of the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Barabbas. When the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them if they wanted him or Jesus to be released. The chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But the mob continued to shout for Jesus to be crucified. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere and saw that an uproar was starting, he washed his hands in front of the crowd, telling them that killing Jesus was their responsibility. He then released Barabbas to them, had Jesus flogged, and handed him over to be crucified. Now, flogged is not really the appropriate um, way of the torture that this man received. And if you've ever seen Passion of the Christ, that was more more close to what really happened. I mean, he was cut to the bone. They were just, you know, there was like the skin was just ripped off his back from, uh, from the, the horrible scourging they gave him. The soldiers mocked Jesus. Pontius Pilate's soldiers then took Jesus into a Roman courtyard. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand and knelt in front of him, mocking him, before pre- proceeding to physically abuse him. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. I never understood this. I, I never understood men taking delight and enjoyment in in torturing, you know, anybody, um, let alone the Son of God. But it just, I, I just can't see how people can get that low and disgusting. It's just crazy. As the soldiers were going out, they met a man called Simon, forcing him to carry the cross that would be used to crucify Jesus. They came to a place called Golgotha. There they offered Jesus wine to drink, mixed with gall. But after tasting it, he refused to drink it. I don't know what gall is, but it sounds pretty awful. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed a written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left, including a man called Dismas. Those who passed by hurled insults at Jesus, shaking their heads and mocking his claims of being God. Now, this is all leading to, you know, something which is the song I'm going to play in just uh, two minutes here, um, 
which is called It Is Finished. And it was a performance that we did in the studio uh, in Nashville two years ago when we did this album, Mercy. And it actually is a song of the voice of Jesus on the cross actually dying and saying his last words, which is what I'm about to read. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the area. At about 3 p.m., Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar and put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. Then when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he died. At that moment, the earth shook, rocks split, and tombs broke open. The bodies of various holy people who had died were raised to life. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified, now believing that he was the Son of God. Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Mary Magdalene and Jesus' mother Mary. And last, the burial of Jesus. As evening approached, there came a rich man called Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pontius Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate obliged. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Now, I don't think that's true. You know, according to legend, it was it took many Romans to roll this stone. I don't think one guy could have done it. But at this point, many of Jesus' disciples must have felt a sense of despair. But as we know, the events three days later on Easter Sunday completely changed that. So celebrating Easter and also leading up to Easter is Lent for, um, you know, that's a, I, that's a Christian... Um, practice. And for Lent, you know, when I was growing up as a Catholic, Catholicism taught you give up something for Lent. And I used to do this years ago, and then I stopped, and then I re I, I uh, reestablished this thing, this Lent thing again a couple years ago, so I don't drink. And now I'm German-Irish, and I love to drink with moderation. All things you can enjoy as long as you do them in moderation. So, I, you know, I like my beer. I like wine, too. Um, not necessarily together. <laughs> but uh, every year I just quit. I just quit drinking. No drinking. Not, no cheating. No nothing. No, not even a sip of wine. Not even sneaking a beer. Because you know what? God can see everything you do. So what are you, you going to do? You're going to cheat? So um, it's just a little thing that I do to keep me focused um, also, you know, it's a, it's a cleansing thing and it just sharpens my focus on the Lord and keeps me, um, full of gratitude and keeps me thankful for, um, the wonderful things that I have in my world, which is a place to sleep, clean water, clean food, um, clothes to wear. And these things may not seem like much, but if you look out at the rest of the world, um, most of the people in the world don't have these things. And we take so much for granted. So anyway, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to break the fast on Good Friday, um, but I'm traveling. So I probably will not 
um, drink until Easter Sunday. I usually break it on Good Friday, and when Good Friday comes, um, for a while there, when I was gigging out, I remember fasting on Good Friday, and that's hard to do because it's like, wow, man, I was coming off of, um, all right, I gave up all, you know, the beer and the drinking, whatever. Um, feel like a couple of times it happened to me when I was traveling. Oh, man, do I feel like a cold beer. But I didn't cave in. Um, so I may fast on Good Friday and then celebrate on, on Saturday or Sunday when I have my ice cold beer. Oh, yeah. So... Um, so just just food for thought, um, and uh, I, you know, not to pontificate and lecture and preach because this is not what this is about. This is to share the good news because if you look around the world and you see all the, the all the plenty of bad news in there, well, if the the bad news that's in the Bible is coming true, well, perhaps the good news is also going to come true, which is um, we are going to get straightened out at some point when the Lord comes back and cleans up this holy mess we find ourselves in. Anyway, back to um, the crucifixion and the cross. And uh, this I'm going to play now. Um, It's called, uh, the album is called I Am Victorious. And it's all about this week. The entire album is about the stories of Jesus um, it's bless you. It's it's him preaching on the beatit, you know, on the hill. On the um, they call it the beatitudes. It's in the Bible, um, and there's there's a bunch of songs and there's some scripture that is read during the during the music too. It's kind of interesting the way we we put this together, and it's um, something I'm anxious to share. And with that, um, no promos today. Uh, just don't forget to go over to the Dharmic Evolution website, uh, dharmicevolution.com, and uh, check out what we've got there, all of the, the podcasts that we've done, all the artists around the world that are on there. Uh, if you'd like to be on this show, reach out to us at dharmicevolution.com and let us know what you have, and we'll see if we can get you a booking on this show. If you're a singer-songwriter or an author, speaker, thought leader, and you're working hard on your career, that's what we're here for. So with that, um, I want to wish everybody a really happy Good Friday because that's the day that this is being released, this uh, particular special podcast. And um, that's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials I'll see you from the stage, but right now, it is finished. Behold, your mother, woman, your son. Yes, you are a sinner. Yes, you are forgiven. Yes, I will see you today in my father. Why have you forsaken me?